Okay. Hey, Nathan. What's going on, Sam? Oh, we're about to do a live, live broadcast. I'm starting. Well, let's let's well let's start. Start live video. Checking connection. Okay, I'm ready to click. We're telling your followers that you've started a live video. Okay. I don't see anything that's say, that's like that at all. Probably they probably do like a 10 minute buffer. There we go. 10 second. <laughs> okay, cool. Request. Send request. Hey everyone. All right. View Nathan. Go live with Nathan. Okay. Now, Looks like I'm in here. Am I in here? Is, yeah. Yeah, it says waiting. Well, I can't see you. It just says waiting. You'll be able to see me. Make sure you um, mute your iPhone audio. Yes. So, hey. Oh, I have to do the same. Thanks. Uh, hello, everyone. <laughs> this is probably not going to work at all. We'll see. Uh, I don't actually see you, Sam. Oh, I know why. Hi. <laughs> there we go. Um, okay, I see you now. How's it going, Nathan? This is uh, good. so far the least interesting podcast we've ever recorded. You look like a creep. Well, oh, okay. That's better. Okay, there we go. I was just trying to turn on a light. Uh, thanks for joining all 36 people that are here uh, on the Instagram Live thing. Uh, Nathan and I want to celebrate the release of our new record with just a, a playing through of the album. Just ambient in the background, low quality. If you want to hear higher quality, go to this link, obviously. Yep. Prismsmusic.com uh, for all you listeners it was, out there. It's really hard for me to write backwards. That's why it looks like a child <laughs> Child wrote it. Sam, your handwriting's terrible. Um, well, let's go ahead and start so, the record. Let's count it off and hear it. Hear it. Um, Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Do you want to wait for any any other people to join? No, it's going to be going for twenty five minutes. So, okay, we've um, probably hit our well, peak. Uh, good point. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get this thing off uh, off and running. Okay. Ready? Um, should we should we time it off so that I can hear it at the same time? Yeah. The only problem I'm, I'm realizing right now is that I can't turn my volume all the way off. So you're going to be bleeding through this mic. But oh well. Hmm. All right. Here we go. Ready? On five. Uh, I'm ready. One, two, three, four. All right. So the first track is called Bliss. Yeah. So uh, what do you want to <laughs> say about this song? <laughs> What's the song about? You know, you just got to listen to the lyrics and let it speak to you, I think. Right. Um, I think there's a couple of specific, um, specific things that you can hear in this about photography and stuff. Otherwise, um, I mean, if you want, if you want actual commentary, it's it's four sections are d are divided very specifically into four different seasons. So, if you um, if you want to listen to it like that, you can. Seasons of the year, like yes, seasons. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. um, dude, recording this album was a lot of fun. Will Beasley uh, is the man. Yeah, where uh, uh, where we we recorded it in two locations in Richmond, right? Uh, yes, first his his original studio, which was closer to the west side, and uh, then he moved basically into north side. Okay, so yeah, I, it's a Prism's tradition to record every record across two or three different physical locations. <laughs> it's true. 
Yeah, we. So the first record that we ever did. Oh, which by the way, I have right here. I don't think I even have a hard copy. So it's going to be backwards for everybody. But this is our first record, our CD. When did that come out? 2010. 2011, I believe. Uh, but we recorded uh, it in 2009. <laughs> yep. Yeah, um, this is a photo shot by me with the help of uh, Vinit, who um, designed this uh, this whole album cover and everything. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's a great record. Yeah, it, it ended up being, I'm pretty sure, it's called Rainfall. A rain of bombs were placed. <laughs> That's what I bet. I was confusing that in Whalefall. And Whalefall. A rain of bomb. Multi- yeah, so the, the album art, you did not have the concept in your head when you took the photo. It was cool because it's one of those things that yeah. just happened to align perfectly. Uh, yeah. Yes, Evan, they do. Actually, you can you can set up all on-demand CD printing in Amazon. They'll you like give them your template and everything, and then they just print them on-demand, but... Uh, it looked like it, the quality was pretty. And you know, it's basic. funny now looking at this album with the, you know, seasoned years of photography behind me. It, the photo, the colors are completely desaturated. The actual image is very colorful. This looks like garbage. Yeah, I didn't, the, I didn't notice that at the time. To make that CD baby, <laughs> it might have been CD baby. So that's the end of Bliss. It's fading out now. But a uh, perfect intro song, in my opinion. I really... Yeah, first yeah. time that I did like an actual guitar solo, too, which was a little weird. And we're going I mean, I guess the, we sort of did one on Dream Awake, but... The next, probably most accessible song, and also the longest on the record. Oh, is it really? Psycho. Oh, yeah, look at yeah. that. Um, by just a few seconds. Yeah, so Cycle. Um, by the way, almost none of these... Well, Bliss... Cycle, Blacked Out, and the grand finale all had different weird color names until very recently. Well, that was the easiest way we could think to um, just keep track and not have to get creative with names as we're trying to write the songs. So just name it a color. The problem was we started to run out of colors. Yeah, By the way, so eventually, I'm going to send you and Evan a, um, an old recording of a song I guarantee you have both completely forgotten about. But we, okay. even, we even recorded it. Full song? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. It's not a very good um, one, but... Um, I, yeah, so Cerulean, the next... Well, we can talk about that in a second, but Cycle uh, was a lot of fun to write. Um, it, that one, I think, was a pretty collaborative song to write. Um, a lot of times, I sort of have an idea for what to do, and this one, I, I didn't really... And, we yeah, just kind of all I think, wrote. I, I think the we have two together. approaches to songwriting. One, you start with like a, a good phrase or concept, and then we build from there. Or the second one is we just noodle around for twenty or thirty minutes as a group, yeah. and then like somebody gets on a consistent riff, and then it grows from there. So yeah, yeah. Um, Bliss was like that, um, but uh, and dude, and so the other thing is with this record is it took an eternity for some of these songs to um to actually be completed i think we started writing blacked out like four years ago well, didn't make it onto the last record i, I feel so like quite ready actually this was the first time in our writing process that we uh, basically had all the music written and just no melody and no no words 
like we I feel like a couple of the songs were in a really good state of yep. exactly what it was going to be musically and then the words were versus <laughs> writing the words alongside and like creating how long the chorus or the verse is going to be based on what you wanted to sing this was like this is how long it is so make the words fit <laughs> yeah it yeah. that was it was very difficult for me to uh for some reason lyrics were just not working for me uh on this album so some of the some of the lyrics i actually wrote in in studio now i i do want to say something about cycle which is that um the whole record has lots of lyrical references to other music uh if you're if you're very musically inclined or you listen to a lot of music that i guess i listen to or we listen to you'll probably pick up on a few of them um but cycle is the one that's completely packed with with references to other yeah uh other bands yeah other, evan, evan brought music. up a good point and also slacktastic is our drummer evan uh i don't think you can add three people to a um instagram live thing but yeah evan said blacked out is probably the longest writing process of any song i seem to remember yes. playing that song when we rehearsed we started writing that song like when we rehearsed in vienna at that art space above the comic shop yeah the seeds for that one go way back and we can talk about that no, when we get wait. to it do we start um, writing that in the basement when you lived with your roommates where we had that little area of the basement that might yes. have been where we started writing that song y- yeah um that was yeah 2010 about five years ago um no i i don't think no no it wasn't it It was like it was it was like 2015 okay um or 2014 that we that we sort of started writing i remember it because we were working on it during whale fall and it just was not getting um it was not getting there uh and it was not ready for whale fall so we had to scrap it for that so, and just keep working on it okay and uh, we're moving into surrealian we just heard a uh, transition what was your thought with the transition did it the transitions in between a lot of the songs you just kind of made up on the fly and it was it yeah. just to create a cohesive mm-hmm. idea for the album yep that's, that's um, interesting do you the, listen to a lot of albums that have that yes uh honestly yeah so mew my bloody valentine ringo death star a lot of bands use well, my thought process behind having some interludes on this record was that on Whalefall, the songs are great, but they're they're just songs. It's just song to song to song to song, and it and it flows well. But there's no there's no connection between any of no no actual audio connection between any of the songs uh, on Whalefall, except maybe Failsafe. No, not even the first and second song have any kind of transition. Uh, and so I went back to A Rain of Bombs Well Placed and I remember, and I, as I was listening to it, I remember we actually did a lot of transitions for that too. It was a much longer record. I think, what is it, 13 or 14 songs on this thing? Um, and I wanted to get back to that. I wanted to try to, to create a more cohesive record where we were doing, instead of having like 13 songs, I wanted to have less songs but have them all have a little bit more impact and so stringing them together with some transitions made the most sense to me awesome uh i'm curious we should probably yeah we keep waving at the live feed like idiots hi guys uh we should probably talk about the name prisms because i get this a lot being that i use a prism for (laughs) photography um Mm -hmm. 
everyone thinks the band came after photography, but no. We we nope. we I don't remember who came up with prisms, but I remember what was it like 2008, 2007? No, probably like 2006. It was like sophomore year, college. We uh, we were sitting down between either uh, calling the band rhinoceros or yep. prisms. I don't remember how either of those came about, other than just throwing out random words. But um, yeah, prisms the 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 name and the band has nothing to do with. It has nothing to do with the prisoning. photography prisming. Yeah, um, which is funny. Yeah. Uh, but Prisms, I remember working on the name with John Martin. So John Martin was our, was our, uh, so the original lineup was me, you, Sam, uh, John Martin, and Nick Huber on drums. And uh, so John and I would have these extensive writing sessions where we would write all kinds of music and eventually they would uh, can I can I songs can I just like say the song you're about to hear now can't see is a is a rewrite from our original album and probably mm-hmm. came about as one of our first songs ever like our first year of writing yes and and the lyrics are all by John Martin so John and I wrote this song that you're listening to right now in his uh, his bedroom in our in the 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 house that we were living in in college um, it's an awesome song. And we we really wanted to kind of do it justice and re-record it for for this album. Um, so yeah, the the original songs it's okay, but I really like well. I sort remember of the new we did we stuff. did the very first record, almost like a live album. I mean, we recorded the drums and then we did the, all guitars at the same time. Yeah, and I guess we did bass separately, but in like the same period cameo drums at the end of this one. Oh yeah 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 um will i think will bisley played the drums uh the the tom fills at the end of this song oh right? that's right yeah um another interesting thing about this song is that um if you listen closely to those in between sections you can hear a uh a, a female voice um and you'll hear that actually throughout the record um, normally we have on, on every record I've act, well on Rain of Bombs Well Placed and on Whale Fall there are two acoustic songs that my sister sings on and we couldn't get her for this album so we had uh, my wife Abby do some vocals all they over sound, this record yeah so they sound really good you'll hear you'll hear that as well I would also like to say that um Probably doesn't sound good through the iPad or the microphone for the podcast, but I'm playing all this through the HomePod, Apple's new speaker, mm. and it's freaking awesome. It's such a good sounding speaker. Nice. It really it is. Like especially the low end, it fills a room. It's insane. Um, very that's, very impressed. Just as a side note, sorry. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was. I know you were on the fence about re-recording a lot of the older songs, but yeah, it's just that. We've never been a big enough band that basically nobody has heard. I don't know. A couple hundred people have heard any of the songs we've ever written. So with every new album, I always felt that it was worth sprinkling in a couple of old songs, just at the potential that that newest album does get a lot more traction. Um, you know, people are exposed to those excellent, to excellent like versions of that. Plus, every album yeah. we did has been better than the last in terms of technically and sonically Definitely. and all that. So it's just like doing, paying some respect to, uh, to where prisms came from since 
very few people ever heard the first record. Yeah, and this next song coming up once on actually has more lyrics this time around. So, Well, this is probably one of the only ones we re-recorded uh, from our first record that has a significant rewriting, it had a lot of rewriting done to it. Most of the other ones we've done, especially the ones we did on Whalefall and stuff, um, they're basically the same songs. Subtle, right. subtle, yeah. Right, just just updated. And we've, yeah, we've recorded a number of different versions of some songs. For instance, uh, Blue Dye, which is one of my favorite songs, from Prisms is um, we recorded it, I think a total of three or maybe four times. Uh, once, at least once with, oh yeah, we recorded it four times. Uh, once on the original record, once um, before we released Whale Fall, and then we recorded again <laughs> once with Brian. On... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and then we recorded it again on our own, just randomly. Yeah. As a test, which was fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so. Let's talk a little bit about production. Uh, Sam, you did you did our first record. Yep. At over at Heard It Records. Yep. Sure did. Like How I was said, that process? Uh, not great. Because <laughs> we recorded in like four different locations. And, yeah. You know, when you when you do things uh, live with two different players, it really you have to commit to the takes a lot more often because you just have very yeah. little flexibility to move things around if there's mic bleed and all that and and you have more issues because people aren't always playing in sync and everything so i just remember that was a bit of a problem and then our drummer at the time had never played to a metronome and uh that was and he an was issue. not and he was also not a drummer, a drummer. yeah yeah it, it, the whole point the whole point of prisms coming together was that me and Nick's former band or previous band Ghost Outfit was going on hiatus for a little while and we needed to do something different to pass the time so we um, yeah we decided for six months to try he, he was like I want to try drums and I was like I want to play guitar because I'd play bass and uh, and then we needed a bassist so I got uh, I was like Sam you play bass yeah I remember the summer I was working as a camp counselor and I was like yeah dude I'll play bass that sounds fun yeah, and John always wanted to start a shoegaze band with me, so it was it was an easy fit, um, and uh, it just happened real. It happened really fast, actually. We I started writing some songs on my own over that summer, and then linked up with John to write a couple of more, and literally within I think five months that December, basically we had our first show. And yeah, we had like thirteen songs already, so pretty cool it's actually interesting to think about what songs we wrote that didn't make the first record that have just they, there's no way that are just remember. gone yeah yeah totally out of existence. yeah there's a, a couple i still i still have all that stuff in like voice memos oh really that's cool yeah yeah they're they're in there we're gonna probably release some kind of b-sides um and well yeah so other, we recorded we re-recorded a song for this record that was on our last record we didn't really it wasn't developed enough and it didn't make it on this record either you felt that it was too it's just different. it's just it's too different from the rest of these songs i really wanted this album to be its own thing um and really have its own sound and that was just slightly outside of the sound but it's still a good song and so we're definitely going to release it uh, pretty soon Cool. 
Yeah. So Blacked Out, which is what you're listening to now, is probably... I think a lot of the songs... There's aspects of every song on this album that sort of... Um, that sort of encapsulates everything that I've always wanted to do with Prisms, whether it's shoegaze or or loudness or just or cool vocals or whatever. This one kind of sums it all up in one song. I really love this song because it's high energy and yeah. it's got lots of dynamics and crazy guitars and it's a very different sound. Cool stuff. Uh, but it's, it took a while to grow on me. Once the lyrics and like this part yeah took a while once all this this came in though it like made a lot more sense to me uh versus just the raw power chords um especially i remember when you first started writing it you were insistent that it be very like bendy like yeah it was really just sounded a little too i don't know like reminded me of like a biker gang i don't it was weird uh so anyway um (laughs) <laughs> Once we sat set, set on a you little less, I guess you guys have never listened to Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, but we'll we'll just keep going. Yeah, on that. I, I believe that is why that vision is stuck in my head because you mentioned something about them. I don't listen yeah. to them. Is this similar to their style? Not really, but they're kind of like Ravenettes. They're sort of sort of like not really shoegaze, just kind of loud, almost like it's like after the punk. Thing happened. Yeah, it was sort of a combination of punk and shoegaze, where it's kind of garagey, but still string bendy. So, got it. And high energy. I apologize if I the really dog like. is barking a lot. The uh, UPS guys here, popcorn <laughs> must defend his territory. <laughs> That's right. Um, so yeah, I really like the song. Blacked out is is tight. So and, should uh, we should we talk about the um, album album cover? the art at all i think we should okay this is the place to do it all right so yeah we're both photographers so i guess we can talk about this um and everybody listening is a photographer hopefully as well i don't remember how the original concept came up Uh, i was just i was just thinking about i was just thinking about a ton of random ideas and i thought oh what would it be like to photograph one pixel and then I was, and I called you, and we had some kind of like forty-five minute discussion about how it would be possible. And then, yeah, yeah I mean, we immediately we, we kind of went into we need we need to get a microscope, blah blah blah, and that just ended up never it never happened. Happening. So I yeah, I don't, I don't know how to get a microscope. Yeah, <laughs> even if we did, I don't think it would work well because the you know the tiny little viewfinder and all that. Um, so yeah, uh, once you planted that concept, I got a couple of macro lenses i got my we t- we tried we, t- we did one attempt together when you were here visiting yep uh we took a 60 millimeter macro and then we took a bunch of these suckers i think five convex lenses yeah and i'm pretty sure you get diminishing returns at some point but we just kept adding them to see how much yeah, more think, um yeah. thank you so much uh how much more magnification we could possibly get we took like five of these plus a 60 millimeter macro and then used my giant um tv uh with you know those are going to have the largest like any television 4K. is going to have the largest pixels you don't want to use an iphone or a monitor computer monitor because they're just really really densely they're packed tiny. pixels yeah and uh and we got a result and it was we even even as close as we could get it it was still an array of like probably a thousand pixels still like a hundred yeah maybe like a hundred it was just not usable 
and even uh, cropped in like 600 pixels by 600 pixels uh, resolution. Yeah, <laughs> it was still so, like hundreds of pixels. We could not yeah. get close. So we couldn't even get close. So I just I told Sam, why don't you try printing it out? As I think big that was as you my can. idea. <laughs> the problem was we put it up on our screen and we were like, okay, well, what if we just take a picture of the computer monitor? Zoomed right. in on one pixel. And that looked okay. It was the right size, but the the end result had a ton of uh, moray, like weird, mm-hmm. weird distortions. It looked like, gray, looked like low, low quality, like a low quality pixelated JPEG or something. And Yeah, uh, we weren't, we, we thought it looked cool, but we kind of thought that the masses looking at it would think it was just a bad picture. Yeah, just a pixelated low-resolution like low file. Yeah, resolution low picture. So I took that file. Instead of taking a picture of the computer screen, I printed it out. Um, and so I had a, a piece of paper. Let's see if I have them here. Piece of paper just like this. This is the one. Nice. And uh, kind of trimmed it up to the spot that I really liked. Uh, the pixel set that I thought worked the best and then zoomed in on this piece of paper with a 105 millimeter macro lens and it was backlit through one of Nessa's illustration panels one of her like backlit things anyway and um, and yeah zoomed in on this this became the the super high res you know it was a full frame file from the D850 Yep, and so what you're looking at when you're looking at the cover of the Prisms album is a single pixel magnified to monstrous well, proportions. Three, well, six pixels technically, but well, a technically single collection a, of yeah, a single collection. Actually, of I don't know if if a pixel counts as one of the two combos or if it's one distinct rectangle because it's like yeah, a rectangle sure. square thing. I don't know why that is, but I thought one pixel was made up of an an R, a G, and a B. I don't know. I don't know if that counts as a pixel or not. But mm. what's interesting is... Can anyone chime in that's, I don't that's watching? I see it in this television, but I was I thought I learned in college that many screens actually have... Maybe it's just cameras. Uh, two green pixels for every red and uh, blue because mm. it's something, something to do with the way humans see color and green has to compensate for something some shift with that but anyway it's really cool we pulled it off uh i'm really happy with that album art i love it and, and i, I actually love awesome. the texture of the paper that we printed on as sort of the grain feel in it i think it's yeah pretty great yeah i'm i'm really happy with it it's like fine um, art fine art fuji paper so yeah originally we had a bunch of different ideas for what to do with the album art I, I had this real harebrained idea to have a drone photograph different climate zones on Earth yeah. over a thirty second. It was not going to work. Yeah, how are you going to pull that off? <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna ask every photographer that I knew in every every corner of the world if they had a drone and to shoot something for me. Send me the raw files and then I would edit it. But it was not going to happen. So not in any reasonable amount of time. So. No, not in. Yeah, I'm still. I still well, think that would be an awesome photo. Let's have set, a moment though. of silence for the end of the record coming up here. Done. 
Uh, that's awesome. something I'm really excited about. We wrote the song that way without any intention of it being like an album closer or uh, anything. And, it, and I, I'm particularly happy with the track listing, the order of all the songs and how it flows. And it, it really it does seem pretty like one one concept, even though it's not. It, it feels that way. It's got the right right feel. Uh, yeah, uh, I agree. Um, Occasion Pug is asking which songs she sings on, and it's uh, two, uh, three, four, can't, Cerulean, Can See, and Blacked Out. And there, you're also you're also scattered in a couple of interludes as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I. I'm really happy with with how everything came out on this record, especially I'm, I was really really happy with Will Beasley's uh, recording. I he he really he kind of indulged he indulged me when you know when it was appropriate and said no to me uh, and and all of us um, when I was asking too much. Yeah, it's good. Um, so hopefully we should probably wrap up the uh, podcast. Uh, we've got another one to record soon anyway. Prismsmusic.com. Check it out. That should take you to either the iTunes store if you want to buy it, which would be great because that way we actually see money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or you can go to Apple Music or Spotify to stream it, in which we won't see any money, maybe 40 Correct. cents. Um, might see it yeah. a cent or two. Prismsmusic.com. And that's, that's, I guess, all we have. Should we say yeah, goodbye th- to the live feed? Sure. Yeah. Thanks everybody to um, for for coming out here and yeah, listening to us. We rant got up about to uh, seven thousand people at one point, so that's really great. Excellent. Yeah, that's what I saw. I saw seven, seven something thousand. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, thousand. Okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoy the record. Feel free to reach out to us and let us know what you guys think. Cool. And uh, otherwise, we'll catch you on the podcast. Bye. Best wishes to you as well. Okay, that's ended. Uh, are we officially signing off the podcast now for podcast listeners? Um, yeah, so thanks for listening, everybody. Um, if you want to know some more, just just you know where to find us. Yeah, I'll put the link in the show notes for uh, our website. So. Bye. Great, bye.